Welcome to episode 29 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 29, certified game breaker. We'll go one-on-one and best of with hockey superstar and Hall of Fame legend, Angela James. Father-son free-for-all will gaze the New Year's crystal ball. We'll go gold, silver, bronze with our fearless sports predictions. And we'll head for home on episode 29 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 29 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy January. Happy New Year, everybody. We hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great holiday season. It's Anthony and Ashton here in the broadcast chair. It is our first episode of 2022, and it gives me great pleasure for the very first time here in Season 3 of Champs and Chums to welcome my best of chum, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? Happy New Year. Well, I'm doing good, and Happy New Year to you, too. Great stuff. Well, uh, geez, it's been a really, really busy uh, time for us um, since our last episode. Of course, we had um, the greatest December guest of them all, Santa Claus. And uh, boy, oh boy, we hope you all had a great holiday season. Uh, Lots of um, activities and fun things going on. But um, Ashton, how was the holidays for you, man? Why don't you give uh, the fans fans at home there a little bit of a recap of uh, some of the some of the things that you've been up to? Well, I mean, I've uh, played outside on the uh, Christmas holidays while I was off, and um, I uh, we played uh, lots of stuff outside, and um, I believe just before um, the winter break ended, we actually, me, me and my dad went outside and uh, played football. So. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I was actually, I, I actually think that was the very last day of 2021. Yeah, I think that was, I believe. It was pretty cold out there. Yeah, it was really cold out there. Well, I tell you, we've, uh, you know, sports, of course, top of mind. Uh, unfortunately, uh, here we are still in the pandemic as we uh, broadcast in season three of Champs and Chums, but it certainly hasn't stopped us, Ashton, from bringing you the great fans that are listening right now, uh, father, son, fun talk about sports life and friendship um well listen let's 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 uh, talk about um uh, some of the christmas uh activities and let's let's talk about some of the gifts now were, were you were you not just good to santa were you great to santa were you great well yeah i think i was um did many very good things and uh well let's say we're gonna get into this right after um, but I did get many presents. Well, yeah. Well, why, well, why don't we head there right now? 
because I, I know that you're, uh, you're uh, brimming right now with some happiness and some confidence. Uh, we got, you got, you were very fortunate to get a lot of great gifts from, uh, family and friends. And of course, we always say that gifts is not really the, uh, it's not the name of the game when it comes to Christmas, right? It's, it's just about, uh, enjoying the time with, uh, with the people you love and, uh, and sharing in, in some great memories and moments. But, um, let's recap on maybe for you, maybe what some of the great memories and, and moments you had on, on the, um, on, on some maybe special deliveries that were made to, uh, to the house. Well, I'll go gold, silver, bronze here, as we always do. Um, so my first, my, probably my, so this time we'll go gold to bronze. So, actually, you know Oh, what? you'll start there. No, you know what? I think you should Yeah, I think we like should go we bronze. Yeah, yeah. Bronze. Okay. So, um, bronze is probably tickets to see the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child play. Well, that's right. We'll be checking that out as it uh, rolls its way into the uh, big smoke, the city of Toronto over at the uh, Mervish, Mervish Theater. Theater. Uh, yeah, that's sometime in the summer, so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And then my second favorite gift. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it's probably a hockey set, which we will explain more to you yeah, after. let's get into that a little bit in a bit. But let's so then let's jump over to your big unveiling of the um of uh, the gold medal. Yeah, so my gold medal is the Xbox Series S I got for Christmas. Yes, you you ha- were quite a gamer during uh you know the Christmas holidays, you know, uh and uh so what do you think of this? Tell all the fans. I mean, this is kind of your first I guess, official video game console at a bigger level, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a really good experience. I've never... Well, I mean, I've had a Nintendo DS, and then um, I've... And then this is the best one I've got because there's a lot... There's more, a more variety uh, of games than, um, than the uh, DS, but overall, it's a really good experience, and um, the games are great. The the uh, graphics are great. What's your favorite game? NHL. But at the time of this recording, the Game Pass has expired, so we can't get it back. <laughs> well, well, just so the fans know, there was a, there was a really really sweet sweet deal, right, uh, for the the Game Pass, which is kind of your monthly pass to enjoy. Um, geez, just way too many games than one could play. But anyhow, um, we'll, we'll have to reconsider that and see what it is. But yes, I can definitely certify, uh, fans at home that Ashton's favorite game is NHL 21. Um, I think I snuck a couple W's, um, through you there. Yep. But you, you've handily beat me up and down the ice. Uh, what, what's your favorite part about, um, the NHL 21? Well, I mean, I love the graphics. You can play different modes. Um, just last night, before it was expiring, I, you know, I had to, I had to go back into a game mode called uh, Be a Pro Career. So, Be a Pro Career is basically where uh, you're going from, let's say, the uh, OHL, let's say that, or some other league, right? Uh, then you make it to the big leagues, NHL. Um, and I got drafted first overall, first pick in the draft by the New York Rangers. Woo! 
I just love that, uh, you know, and I, I've had the, 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 the honor and privilege, uh, when working with the Leafs to be at a couple, well, actually it was a couple games. Yeah. At the, at, at Madison square. And then just for pleasure, uh, went to Madison square to, to uh, on a weekend, this would have been uh, probably about four years ago or so. And, and caught the, um, golden state warriors against the, um, the, um, New York Knicks with uh, my long time, long time chum there, Mike. But yeah, uh, I love that goal. That goal song. Did you see me jump out of my seat when we were playing and I got some of those goals? Yep. You were listening to the, to the goal, uh, horn nonstop. So yeah, uh, you were pretty obsessed with that goal horn. Well, listen, let's just take a quick little detour because I did want to cover this off. It was, uh, you know, it's a new year, uh, uh, new opportunities, and it's a great opportunity for you guys to, uh, to get back into school. So how does it feel? Why don't you tell the fans at home what's it like to be back in in-person learning after, uh, I guess, a little bit of a bumpy road in terms of, uh, you know, uh, you did you, you and your classmates have done a, just a tremendous job uh, with the online, but it's nothing better than getting back in the classroom and, and, and learning that way. Uh, why don't you give the fans some insights? Oh, yeah, it's um, way better going in class, but we only have nine people in class and probably about... Oh, maybe, yeah, we have about nine people online, uh, or, or ten, uh, wait, maybe even eleven, um, so, excuse me if I'm wrong, but, um, it's, it's a way better experience from being in class online, because obviously online you're gonna have, you know, tech issues if your Wi-Fi is, uh, low, but, uh, now that I'm back in class, I don't have to really worry about that uh, because I have the school's internet that I use, and um, it's well, it's better to see my friends in class, and uh, it's it's just a really really good experience. But I mean, it's still kind of it's still kind of uh, let's say uh, kind of. It's, it's an a adventure. disadvantage. It's a bit of an adventure, though, still, right? Yeah. Well, it's a disadvantage because we have to follow the rules of six feet, wearing a mask, and then uh, being, uh, well, being in a, uh, like, we we have to stay with our class. Like, if, if we, like, go anywhere, it has to, like, let's say we're going out for recess, we, we have to stay with our class. We can't, we can't, like, go near each other. But yeah, you know what? And, and I hear what you're saying, man, right? It's almost one of the, when you, I hear you when you say disadvantage, I guess, I guess we, I could say it's, uh, as your dad, it's one of those necessary disadvantages to hopefully we can wrestle this pandemic to the ground and, uh, and, uh, you know, carry, carry on. And, uh, it's good that you're, you're back in class. You're being careful. I mean, you know, when you talk about, um, when you guys are out there and I guess it's separate, um, classes, of course, and, and they're all, this is, it's almost like when you go to these soccer tournaments, right? Back in the day, I could remember going to tons of different soccer tournaments and, you know, you're there, you're sitting on the field with your own team, if you will. And then only when you kind of whistle up and, you know, you suit up and you play the team, right? That you, you actually kind of, um, interact with them, but nonetheless, well, listen, let's bring it back to hockey. Because, you know, you've shown, you've always shown a deep uh, desire to play the great game of hockey. And um, Santa Claus seemed to be uh, a feeling that you had such a great year and such a great person that he made a delivery 
of another hockey, but I guess I would sort of say uh, fans at home of a smaller level. Why, why don't you take it away, Ashton? Well, um, uh, so uh, some of you know, uh, you know, uh, knee hockey and uh, all, all like mini hockey. So um, Santa Claus gave me a Franklin who actually Franklin, they... Uh, started making knee hockey, mini hockey, uh, popular, and um, so I got a set um, that wasn't only for hockey. They had two nets, two two sticks, and they had an a stand up hockey ball and a knee hockey ball, uh, and then they also had a soccer ball that you can play with too. So it's basically, uh, let's say, a two and one. Yeah, I think it's almost like a three and one. Right? Yeah, kind of. Because you got the sticks, you got the, you know, the the soccer ball, and, uh, you know, you can do a whole bunch of different things with it. But let's let's talk about the functionality and form of this Franklin set. I mean, it's quite portable, Ashton. Yeah, so um, all you have to do is, I believe, click, like, you have to, like, hold on something at the top or the spine of it, and then it'll fold to the spine. And they're very small and portable, and they're really easy to carry around. So as so as well as the sticks, the ball, and um, it's it's a really great uh, thing if you're on the go. Well, truth be told, everybody, and you know we uh, at this point uh, we're, we're we're proud to be uh, delivering an audio podcast here to you. And uh, but truth be told, we as we are sitting here broadcasting in Studio Thirty Two. We can assure you, fans, that there's a hockey mecca inside here. Because, um, I mean, we've got uh, Ashton's, you talked about the mini hockey set. That's in here. We've got um, a, a nice picture of the two of us next to Lord Stanley. We got a wealth of uh, an assortment of vintage hockey cards that are superstar in itself. But let's segue into that word superstar, Ashton. Because... I couldn't think of a better way to start 2022 with the special guest we have on the program. I mean, just legend and superstar are the words that I think of when we think of the special guest. Would you care to unveil, Ashton, who's coming up on episode 29, our first episode of 2022? So, uh, episode 29, our episode 29 guest, the first episode of 2022 is women's hockey superstar, Angela James. Wow, what an incredible guest we have. You you don't want to miss the, that segment, everyone. That's uh, coming up uh, right after uh, Father, Son, Free for All. That's Angela James, Hockey Hall of Fame inductee, 2010, uh, the, one of the first women to get inducted into the uh, hallowed hall of hockey, uh, multiple Hall of Fame she's been part of, and... And, you know, you, um, you just Google the name Angela James, and you'll be immediately inspired when you read her story in terms of, um, you know, where she came from growing up, holding on and believing in herself, in her dreams to actually play hockey, um, and uh, to doing the incredible things that she did on the world stage. So that's Angela James uh, coming up on the show. Such a great, great guest, and uh, don't you dare miss it. Good stuff. Well, Ashton, um, it is a new year, and uh, as part of a new year, 
We've done this now. I believe this is our second or third time that we've we've done this. Uh, let's see, 2020, 20, Yeah, that's right. It's our third time we've done this. Father and son are going to gaze the big crystal ball. If we could describe it to you, Ashton, if you could describe this crystal ball that we're looking at right now to the fans, what's what? How's it looking? What's it saying? Well, it's saying that. Our father-son free-for-all round is fearless. Coming up now, yeah. Yep, coming up now is fearless sports predictions for 2022. That's right, emblazoned on the crystal ball, everybody. That's father-son fearless sports predictions. We'll do this in typical form. We'll do this in gold, silver, bronze. So, Ashton, uh, take it away with your um, bronze for your fearless sports predictions. Well, my bronze medal is the Toronto Maple Leafs will win the first round of the NHL playoffs. Well, hold on a second here. Let, let's just clarify something, right? When you say that the Toronto Maple Leafs will actually um, make the uh, the playoffs, you mean this year's playoffs, Ashton? Yes, they will. Okay, because for the long-suffering and big-time Leaf fans, all of Leaf Nation... We've actually suffered more than um, celebrated, I must say. Um, it's been since 2004, everybody, that the Toronto Maple Leafs have um, advanced past the, past first, the round. first round. So, Ashton, what makes you believe that our uh, our Toronto Maple Leafs are going to make it past the first round this year? Well, I mean, um, they're doing really good. They got a great team uh, on, on their line, and uh, I think... Uh, if they have that worth ethic, the uh, hard work, then they will probably make it past the first round. Well, so now you're watering it down because you think maybe, and I, I guess that would be some of the, the harshest critics might say, you know what, uh, this team has always done well in the regular season. There's no doubt about that. I mean, in the Eastern Conference right they're now, third. They're, third in, they're third in the Eastern Conference, right? Um, you know, with, uh, with some games in hand, of course. So they'll, all, they'll always do very well. There they are in the top 10, Ashton, right? And overall in the league. Um, but it's what this team, how this team respond when, when the games change, when the tenor and the tone of the games change, every shift is going to count, every muscling of the puck, every power play that you're on, every penalty kill you have to make, right? Um, that's going to really determine, I guess, how they do. But I, I like your optimism, and I think this is the year. The The boys seem to be um, gelling pretty well. They've gone through some adversity already. Jack Campbell has had a, uh, an MVP-like kind of uh, season for sure with the Maple Leafs, and uh, who knows? Maybe um, uh, uh, Kyle Dubas has got some moves up his sleeves to strengthen up that deep defense as they as they get going and so that's ashton's bronze medal for fearless sports predictions you believe that the toronto maple Leafs will make it through the first round of the playoffs okay over to dad here and um i i'm gonna uh i'm gonna take this team canada route since since we've got uh, such a legend in angela james coming up on the show we all know that in at the time of this recording, Ashton, the start of the uh, Olympic Games in Beijing is only only just about ten days away, I believe. Right. So um, my bronze medal for fearless sports predictions is 
Team Canada will win more total medals at the Winter Olympics than the last Winter Games in Pyeongchang. You heard it here first, everybody, on Champs and Chums. I'm feeling really good about this. Um, you know, uh, Canada has has long dominated um, some of the winter sports, and I don't think there's going to be a- any difference, right, when you think about what they're going to be able to do uh, in Beijing. I mean, the one thing, of course, Ashton, that's going to be a little bit... Uh, uh, difficult is, of course, the NHL players are not going to be attending, but um, the roster, which they just recently announced, has got some, a great mix of um, veteran uh, NHL players who had once played and starred in the league. They've got some young junior players, too. So when you look at it, I mean, four, uh, 14 gold medals in 2010 for the um, uh, for, for Team Canada. Uh, they had a, 11 in uh, in Pion Chang, but uh, my bronze medal for fearless sports predictions is that in Beijing, Team Canada, old Canada, they will do it and they'll have lots of medals. Ashton, over to you for your silver medal. My silver medal is that the Toronto Six will win the Premier Hockey Federation Championship. Now that's a really bold prediction, and 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 and. and did you pick that because Angela James is one of the coaches? Yes, I did, and uh, they got a very, very great team. And talking about their their uh, great team, they are number one in the PHF. Yeah, right now in the regular season, what do they got? Nine wins here on the season. They're uh, just up up above Connecticut. Um, and uh, what a great team they have, which includes our episode nineteen guest, the great Lindsay Eastwood who, if you didn't know fans, is an all-star this year. She's going to the all-star game, Ashton. What do you think about that? Well, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a great experience. Everyone's been, everyone since they were a kid always wanted to be in the all-star game. And um, uh, talking about uh, the Toronto Six and Lindsay Eastwood, I, I did the math, and at the time of this recording, a year and three days ago, Lindsay Eastwood scored the first ever goal in Toronto Six franchise history. Wow, you've been doing some research before the show. Good job, my man. Yeah. You're, co- you're coming behind the mic, and you're bringing the heat here in the first episode of 2022. Well done. I'm impressed, man. But yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, not only Lindsay Eastwood, uh, one of the uh, uh, the defense on the Toronto Six, but you look at, uh, you know, Michaela Grant-Mentez, Taylor Woods, um, you know, uh, of course, uh, Soroya Tinker, who's on who's on the um, on the defense as well, too. And they've got a great uh, goaltender in Elaine Chuli. Um, they're doing some big things, and I'm not surprised. I mean, look at this. Angela James joins them. First season is jo- joining the coaching staff, and, uh, you know, she uh, certainly brings a lot of veteran experience, uh, a lot of um, um, experiences that she can share with a, with a team like this. And uh, I like this. I like where you're going with this, that the Toronto Six will win the championship in the Premier Hockey Federation. Good stuff. All right, well, it's over to Dad for my uh, for my silver medal, everybody. And uh, my silver medal takes you on to the baseball diamond. It takes you to the Rogers Centre. It takes you to um, our team, the Toronto Blue Jays, because my fearless prediction 
is that the Toronto Blue Jays will make an appearance in the American League Championship Series. Ashton, what do you think about that? Well, I think they can do that. Why? Well, I mean, uh, they have... Well, the Toronto Blue Jays are doing very, very well this season, and I think that they have very, very good players, and they're ready, and they are just going to crush it out there. Well, that's some great optimism, and and uh, here in the new year, our first show of champs and chums. But uh, let's take a deeper look into their roster, right? Yeah, they might they might have lost Robbie Robbie Ray, who was the uh, the Cy Young winner, right? But um, you know they picked up Kevin Gosman, right? Another great free agent. Um, their pitching staff and the work that um, uh, Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro have done, they've totally uh, revamped their pitching staff, a real strong pitching staff with, you know, you got Berrios there, uh, Ashton. Of course, you've got, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Gossman, as I, as I mentioned as well, too. And then you got Ryu. And then, of course, we can't forget the guy that we saw pitch live, right, is... is um, is uh, the Alex the pitcher Alex uh, Manoa? Yep. Right. Uh, he's such a great rookie pitcher, and certainly we we had great seats to check him out. Bring the heat. You remember that game? Yeah, it was an amazing experience. It sure was. It sure was good stuff. Well, that's Dad. Uh, my my fearless prediction, and I would say uh, some people might question that and say, "Well, you've got uh, a tough American League with the Tampa Bay Rays." You've got the Yankees and the Bo Sox, the Boston Red Sox, which always seem to be knocking on the door. Where does that leave the Blue Jays? But I got to tell you, you got players like uh, Vladdy Guerrero, like Bo Bichette, like, um, uh, you know, uh, Lourdes Goriel Jr. All of these kind of players have got now an, another year to work with. It's kind of neat what we're seeing in Toronto sports, everybody, that that whole philosophy about growth and development, you got star players that are kind of growing up before our eyes. So I really believe that the, the Toronto Blue Jays are going to run into an incredible uh, stroke of good fortune, great talent. They're going to mix it all together, and they're going to be in the American League Championship Series. Okay, good stuff, Ashton. Well, it's over to you now for your uh, gold medal. For 2022 Fearless Sports Predictions. Take it away. My gold medal is the Raptors 905 will win the NBA G League title. Wow, bringing in the heat with a slam dunk here. Way way to start the new year, my boy. Uh, now, why do you think that the, our, and I'll say our, because we're proud season seat holders. Why do you think our Raptors 905 will take the NBA G League title? Well, uh, right now in the Eastern Conference, they are leading with nine wins and two losses. So I think they have a very, very great team. They've got great players, and I think they're ready to um, really destroy some teams. Oh, I like that. Destroy, <laughs> destroy, divide, conquer, raise, raise, raise the championship trophy at the end of the season. That all sounds good to me. So, Ashton, you mentioned it uh, quite rightly, a 9-2 and record, which tops the Eastern Conference in the NBA G League. Um, but look at this, Ashton. Seven, uh, a, a, a perfect 7-0 and at the Paramount Fine Food Center. Yep. 
that's where we check them out, everybody. And it must be, I don't know, it must be the air in there. Home luck. Home luck. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's hope that that continues because they've got a great team. And I mean, uh, why do you name some of those players that you've been impressed with, Ashton? Well, they've got Delano Banton, they've yep. got Isaac Bonga, they've got Reggie Perry, they've got Ashton Hagens, and they've got... Hold on, you there's a guy named Ashton yep. on the 905? There is. We gotta get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta get him on the show. There is also um, the Greek Freak's brother. Oh, yes. Alex Atenecumpo. Oh, and Tenecumpo, and what a great pronunciation. Say it again. He's a double A there, Ashton. Alex Atenecumpo. Atenecumpo coming off the bench, bringing the heat. Uh, yeah, it's an exciting, exciting team. And, of course, we can't forget the Champagne Man. Yeah. No beer for this guy. It's all Champagne because Justin Champagne has been playing some big minutes for the 905 and some big minutes for the Raptors, Ashton. Yes, he has. And he's been a very, very good, fast, active player. Great stuff. Well, that's Ashton's gold medal. Now now it's time for Dad to close this exciting segment of the new year. And um, I'm, I'm going to take this one. As, as most of you might know, I have loved sports all my life. But one of the bigger sports I, I, I've loved is soccer. And so it gives me great pleasure to tell you that my fearless sports prediction for 2022 is that Team Canada will make their first World Cup since 1986 you heard it here first everybody and everything's looking good for this as well too right they're they're leading the uh fifa world cup Concacaf table right now with four wins four draws no losses ashton 13 goals through this whole um this 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 stage right so it's a process right but i've been really impressed the way this team has played and the 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 you know john herdman Everybody wants to run through a wall for that guy. I mean, he's done it on the women's program, and look at him doing it now with the men. Um, just some great talent there. They've at the time of this recording, there's a big game, the, the big game, Ashton, against the United States. How do you think they're going to fare at that over at Tim Hortons Field? Oh well, uh, it's been a long time rivalry, and. Um, I think they're going to play really good uh, considering the fact that they're top in in the world, in the uh, qualifier. Yeah, in CONCACAF, yeah. Yeah, and um it's they they have an amazing team, strong team and I think they can persevere. Yeah, that's the big words you got to use when it comes to World Cup uh, qualifying, but that would set up for a real real exciting uh exciting time, right? So, uh we hope uh uh, that uh, you know that great team that they have will will do some big things. I mean, uh, you know, Donnell Henry, Richie Larea, uh, Atiba Hutchison, Jonathan Asorio, who's who's was once young but playing like a veteran now as well too. Tejon Buchanan. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun watching that team uh, compete, and uh, and that's my fearless prediction to end this segment. That Team Canada. And we'll be joining the World Cup. Good stuff. Well, we've got lots more show to come here on our first episode of 2022. But Ashton, you're going to take us to break. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast.
Father-Son Fun Talk. You're listening to episode 29 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best of segment. And what a legendary guest we have for our fans this month. Hey, Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to go tape to tape with our best for episode 29? Sure am. Great. Are you ready to put the biscuit in the basket here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest is a certified game breaker, a prestigious title bestowed on the greats of sport. She brought crowds to their feet every time she touched the puck. Lauded as the Wayne Gretzky of women's hockey, our special guest standards were high and she blazed every trail set. She was the leading scorer in eight career seasons and earned league's most valuable player honors on six occasions. She led Team Canada to gold medal victories in 1990, 92, 94, and 97. Her superstar hockey career resulted in a landmark moment. In 2010, she joined Cami Granado to become the first women to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Our best of guest is also a distinguished member of the International Hockey Hall of Fame, Canada Sports Hall of Fame, the Ontario Sport Hall of Fame, and she's also received the Order of Hockey in Canada. Player, official, advisor, and coach, she continues to make impact in the game, including her appointment as a coach for the Toronto Six and also a coach for seasons in minor hockey. Among all of her accomplishments, the ones off the ice make her truly record-setting. She's an example and advocate for women and ethnic diversity, a hockey for everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by a leader in every category, hockey superstar, Angela James. Angela, welcome to Champs and Chums. Well, thank you very much for having me, Anthony and Ashton. Um, My pleasure to be here today. Oh, it's so great to have you here. Such an honor. What a tremendous way for us uh, in in our first episode of 2022 to feature you. Uh, I'm so glad of you to make time for us, Angela. Um, You know, we've just... uh, been so inspired by your career and to be able to learn more and now have the opportunity to speak with you it's uh it's just uh it's really special and uh you know just thinking about it uh you know we've uh, you you would remember of course with the great uh, hockey career you've had of that triple crown line back in the day this was the LA Kings right so it was um Marcel Dion Charlie Simmer and I believe it was Dave Taylor right so, so tonight we've got the triple A line. We've got uh, Angela, Anthony, and Ashton, and it's so great to have you on the program. Well, yeah, well, my pleasure. And you know what? I think we would all uh, we would all have fifty points easily by the end of the year. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Good stuff. Uh, I think Ashton maybe a little bit more though. What do you say, Ashton? Well, I mean, um, uh, I think I can do that, but. Uh... <laughs> Well, and, and you know, truth be told, Angela, as we're here in in, in uh, one of the one of the the uh, extra rooms here, that's kind of been our podcast studio. We're kind of all of hockey. Ashton's got like a mini hockey set here. We got some hockey cards. We've got your fine book, which we're going to get into a little bit during our great chat. And of course, we've got the great Hall of Famer yourself on the show. So this is great. Oh, excellent! Well, uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Sounds like you guys got uh, quite the little hockey room. Yeah, I wish, uh, I wish I could do the same here, but 
<laughs> my kids seem to occupy uh, other things uh, for themselves. They occupy all, all parts of the ice for sure. Good stuff. Well, uh, let's kick off our, our fun father-son chat here with Hall of Famer Angela James. Uh, Angela, it's dad here to the left of the broadcast chair and... Um, Boy, oh boy, uh, uh, listeners, our fans only have to uh, Google your name and they'll soon appreciate such a fascinating rise you've had to hockey stardom. Of course, of course, growing up in Flemington Park and, and moving along in your journey, Angela, to some of the biggest moments in Canadian women's hockey. Um, I wonder if you can share for the listeners to take us, take us through that early interest, ambitions to play the sport of hockey in community and then that growth you had on the national and international stage. Well, you know, um, growing up in uh, Toronto and uh, having winters like uh, we had this last week all the time, um, there was uh, not a whole lot to do uh, outside but play hockey. And so I was really fortunate to uh, to grow up in um, Fleming Park in Toronto and, uh, you know, the group, the kids uh, all around us, we always went outside and played hockey on the road. And uh, in particular, when the snow is out there like that, you could slide on your boots. You didn't need skates. And you just got into the game of hockey. And, and you know, that's what we loved. And um, we had an outdoor arena where we could go down and, and play. And that's uh, where I learned to skate. And I learned to be competitive and, and have fun. You know, we we weren't privileged enough back then um to have the the instruction uh that the kids do today um but you know we developed our own skill sets just by having fun and trying different things and um you know and that uh you know pretty much took me through and you know I was very lucky uh, I had a lot of support uh in my career along the way I had really good friends uh, I had uh a mother who, uh, you know, really uh, got into hockey. My sister was into hockey and my, my brothers as well. So um, I was just very fortunate to be able to, to play uh, the great game of hockey. And and uh, um, just, you know, by circumstances, a lot of things fell into place and um, things started up in uh, women's hockey you know, with um, provincial championships, national championships, and then into international championships. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in that era where I was able to capture some of those where some of my predecessors uh, weren't and uh, the ones that I followed. And, and now uh, today the, uh, the girls are, uh, you know, approaching pro status or in pro status as well as uh, uh, the opportunities that are that for women's hockey that are 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 worldwide now international in europe um and in all kinds of places so um but for me uh the game of hockey uh you know i'm a, a torontonian uh true and true toronto fan and uh i just uh love the game oh that's great uh, a big lee fan i gather then angela yeah, you know, I thought we were going on Zoom today, and uh, I have my Leaf hat on right now. Oh, and nice! All my Leaf stuff going on, and then yeah. I just checked my tax, and it was like it's audio. I'm like, ah. Oh, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but we know <laughs> you are probably right at the front of the line for Leafs Nation, of course. And uh, yeah, with all your experience, you've probably had some great experiences, even just, uh, you know, heading down to games, getting some behind the scenes access and, and such a great, uh, yeah, Leafs Nation is uh, is big and wide for sure. Absolutely. 
Good stuff. Well, uh, you know, uh, Angela, um, you were talking about, you know, the good fortune and support over your career. We talk a lot about it on Champs and Chums about mentorship, how important that is for, well, you know, young people, but people of all ages to truly be great. And you're a shining example of that. I wonder if you can talk about who some of your greatest mentors were and how they, you know, help you build success as a player and a, and a person on and off the ice. Well, you know, I had quite a few, um, and from different walks of life as well. Um, when I was uh, very young, uh, started in my minor hockey, um, I had a, um, uh, a high school teacher um, that kind of set me on the right path, um, great influencer. Um, his name was uh, Mr. Dixon. I don't even know him by his first name because uh, I called him Mr. Dixon. And that was out of Valley Park um, Junior High School back in the day in Fleming and Park. Um, you know, as I continue to go on, I surrounded myself around some pretty awesome friends. And uh, I think those are so important. And those friends I, I, I still have today. And uh, they had uh, some big influences on my life. Um, I've had some uh, other ones uh, through work um, where, who uh, have uh, retired. Uh, Linda Stapleton, um, my good friend Mary Zettel, who uh, has passed on now. Um, and then through my, my hockey career, uh, all my, uh, my coaches that, uh, I had in minor, uh, minor hockey, uh, right through, uh, big influence, uh, Ken Dufton, um, who, uh, influenced, uh, me, uh, Lee Tremp, uh, who was my college coach. And, uh, as I continued to, uh, to, uh, go on onto the national programs, uh, a number of, uh, the national coaches, uh, through, through Hockey Canada as well. So uh, there's been so many people, and but you know, the number one person who who influenced me in my my life was uh, my mother, um, who has passed on now as well. But uh, she was a big part of, of my life. It sounds like you got some great pillars of inspiration there, and the legacy continues. Great stuff, uh, Angela. I now like to turn the uh, the segment over to my chum Ashton, who's got some questions for you. Angela, awesome. you've you've had outstanding success in your career as a player, coach, ambassador, and official. Uh, can you share with the fans some of your personal career highlights? Well, Ashton, you know, um, there's been so many career highlights, uh, and uh, I, I'd have to say um, my very first uh, provincial championship when uh, we, our team was able to represent Ontario, and it was in Brantford, Ontario, where Wayne Gretzky was from. And um, we, uh, we were there. We ended up going to the finals. We ended up winning that championship, I believe. And, but that was just uh, a different platform that uh, women's hockey had taken on. And, that was a, a huge, huge highlight for me. I was all, all of, I think, maybe 17 years old then. And uh, so that was one. Um, and then absolutely, uh, as I uh, went through college and uh, I played for Seneca College, and there's been so many, so many um, uh, championships that we won there um, and so many great times and, and so many growing growing uh, opportunities for myself, uh, getting into adulthood and, and then going into playing for Team Canada. And, of course, always uh, 
fortunate enough to uh, always uh, win the gold medal. And I don't think that any one gold medal can outshine another gold medal. So I'm going to say all of those opportunities uh, to play for for uh, my country and put on the uh, Team Canada jersey and share all of that with my uh, my friends and the fans of Canada and uh, Team Canada and, and, of course, my teammates. Angela, uh, what are some of the greatest lessons and words of advice you've shared with your kids, Michael, Christian, and Tony? You know... I think I, I try my best to um, share some of my experiences, uh, some some of my good ones, but a lot of my learning experiences. And, you know, I always go back to my childhood and, and what my parents taught me. And, uh, you know, I, uh, for example, my daughter, even right now, she's just uh, young young uh, 16-year-old and, uh, you know, she's playing. She's It's hard during COVID to, to have friends in, in high school when when you haven't really met a lot of people, meet a lot of people. So, you know, I, I try to tell her that, you know, when I was growing up, most of my friends um, were boys. And it's okay to have boys as friends just as much as it is to have girls as friends. So, you know, a lot of times I would, and my daughter's sitting here waving her hands at me. She's not liking that okay. I just told that story. <laughs> well, mom's sharing lots of wisdom here on uh, episode 29 of Champs and Chums. You let her know, but uh, that's great. Keep going. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, and just talk about uh, adversity and, and things, you know, aren't always going to go your way and you're going to fall and you have to get back up and you're going to come across, um, you know, a lot of different uh, people in the world that some are really, really nice and some aren't so nice. And, and you have to learn how to, uh, to deal with different situations um, through sport, through um, school, through work. And, uh, but the number one thing that, you know, I teach all my kids, then that is to, to always look, uh, look out for the ones that can't protect themselves. And I've always said that to them, um, look out for the underdogs because you don't want to be that underdog. And uh, they take that to heart. They're, I've got some three beautiful children and uh, um, they do really well. And uh, I'm very proud of them. Some wise words and sage advice. Uh, you're listening to episode 29 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of segment. We're joined by hockey superstar and Hall of Famer Angela James. And uh, Angela, uh, we, we talked a little bit about mentorship and the importance of that. Um, but let's talk about teamwork. For someone who has um, you know, represented uh, the country with such pride, uh, captained uh, the, the, the teams to so, so much success, I wonder if you can talk about the importance of uh, teamwork and competition. Teamwork and competition, you know, like um, generally at the that that stage, you know, um, there's a certain expectation of you in terms of uh, you know being in shape and coming to the rink um, to play every day um, and to to just making sure that you're the best that you're going to be, and you don't want to leave anything leave anything out there. Um, being a good teammate. Um, sometimes takes a little bit more work and, you know, 
it's no different than having a relationship uh, with somebody and it takes work. And so, um, you know, everybody's in the same position. Some are in different positions. Some, some players are going to be played more. Some players are going to be played less, different roles. And so it's important that uh, you as a, as a, a teammate, as a, a, a player, um, have, have a good understanding of where everybody's coming from. And uh, if everybody does that, then, you know, the team really comes together and gels and, um, and you'll be way more successful. And I think that in the past, uh, where um, our, our Team Canada, um, for the girls, uh, we had a pretty good understanding. You know, we we wouldn't be together as much as, uh, let's just say, uh, uh, a pro team would be because we would just come together once a year for a certain period of time. So it was really important to, to gel fast. And so it was a different circumstances. But it was just as important for everybody to understand everybody's circumstances, where they're coming from, so that uh, the overall team success um, was uh, the number one goal. So I hope I answered that question for you. You, you certainly did. Right right up the ice. Uh, thank you. You're very welcome. Angela, who are some of your favorite uh, athletes of all time and why? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, um, back in the day when I was younger, um, and of course, uh, I used to watch uh, Sean Maple Leaf uh, and Daryl Sittler uh, was uh, one of my faves, as well as uh, Guy Lafleur back in uh, the 70s. Um, but my all-time favorite player was Mark Messier. And my second most almost favorite player was Pavel Bure. Uh, I loved the way Mark Messier played. He was very gritty. I, I kind of felt that I played the same way as him. Um, and then uh, Pavel Bure, I just his speed was just incredible. I used to just love watching watching him uh, go up the ice and and uh, play. So those were were two back then uh, for the male hockey. For female hockey. Uh, Nobody probably would even know this person, but I know that the girls in the hockey world did. That was uh, uh, a girl by the name of Laura Smith, and she was a phenomenal hockey player. And I used to uh, I used to go and watch her play and and think, wow, she's a good hockey player and she's a girl, and and uh, if she could play like that, I can play like that too. Angela, next month uh, is the Winter Olympics in Beijing. And uh, as we're talking about the great game of hockey, um, I, I want to get your thoughts on how uh, you think Team Canada will fare in this tournament. Well, that's an interesting question, Ashton, because I really don't know. Now that they're switching off um, and the pros are not going, um, or the NHL is not going, uh, it should be interesting to see how many um, athletes will come out of the of, of the woodwork here and uh, maybe put them back on and, and uh, have another go at it. Um, you know, I think that, in my opinion, what they should do is just put the World Juniors in there because it got canceled 
and uh, let the world juniors go at it for the Olympic gold medal this year until they can really understand, you know, what they want to do with the Olympics for the men's hockey. But um, the Europeans, the young guys, uh, I think you'll probably see quite a few of the juniors in there with a little mixture of uh, um, um, some of the vets. Um, but you know what? You can never count out Canada. Uh, they did very well at the seniors uh, a couple years ago, so I anticipate that we'll always, uh, hopefully, uh, reach the podium. That's for sure. That's great. And Angela, I, we uh, know you've got a really busy schedule. In fact, you're probably about to hit the ice soon. So we just, I want to, um, if you have time for a couple more questions. And um, is that okay? A couple more questions? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no problem. Sounds great. And uh, maybe I'll bring these uh, this this question together, but they're really important ones. And you've been such an advocate uh, for women and ethnic diversity. I, I want to bring this together, but shine a spotlight on both and would love to hear your perspectives. You know, there's been a rise in women's hockey. Of course, you've been such a catalyst for that. I mean, just even recent news about what's happening with the Premier Hockey Federation. I believe it was... Uh, an injection of 25 million over the next three years in direct player uh, investments. Um, and so that's positive. I think there was just recent news at the time of this recording of, of a new assistant general manager that's joining the leadership team in Vancouver, a number of them. And of course, you know, all, all the tremendous um, things that you did on the ice to support uh, women's hockey. And of course, now what you continue to do uh, in your in your leadership capacity, being a thought leader uh, for the sport, I w- wanted to see if you can help put a perspective on how do we continue this tremendous, what seems to be a, a wave now of growth in the women's game. Yeah, you know, um, there uh, a few years back, um, there was a little bit of a divide between leagues, and then. Um, one of the leagues um, uh, folded, and the uh, the PHF uh, has now evolved into the PHF from the NW. So the PHF and the ownership group there, um, just a phenomenal bunch of um, investors, um, uh, entrepreneurs, um, um, just hockey fanatics that um, really want to uh, boost the the pro status for women's hockey without without the help of the nhl and and i think that's tremendous um but that's not to say that um later later on that the nhl uh, may not be involved but um they're progressing in in steps that um the girls want uh the women want i really hope that um all over uh, north america that the the women do hop on board and we we put the best hockey out there that's possible the girls are going to earn a salary they're going to be protected um they're going to be able to uh, be in um you know top-notch venues have um professional um you know um resources all in place for them that they've never ever had before so um in that respect um i think it's tremendous and we're off and, and we're running um, the hockey is uh, is very good. Um, I'm glad to be a part of it with the Toronto Six. Uh, I'm just uh, like a kid in a candy store here. And uh, the, the girls, um, they come to the rink every day and they're professionals. 
they uh, they do their workouts. They're doing everything away from the game. The social media is probably even more than uh, you know a lot what what the guys have to do because they know that this is their time. Um, as far as uh, the opportunities for women in uh, in professional hockey. Um, I know a lot of the women have been there, but they, it's been behind the scenes. I know Chicago has always had uh, women there. So it's just a matter of time, assistant GMs uh, uh, out in Vancouver. You know, that's fantastic. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be more to come, uh, you know, possibly an assistant coach uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I know that a really good one in place for the Toronto, who coaches uh, Toronto Six, that may be interested there. But anyway, um, just... Uh, when it comes to to having women involved in the game, it's not a bad thing. Like my philosophy always has been that, you know, the reason why the NBA is always, you know, got women involved and women officials and, and a lot of that is because a lot of those guys have been raised just by their moms. And, you know, they 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 appreciate their moms. They respect their moms, you know, and, and I'm not saying that hockey, that's not a case but it's predominantly um, a dad's um, sport in there. So, you know, it's, it's been for many, many years, a guy's game. And um, I see that that's changing a lot. I know that uh, I was coaching um, a midget team and I had a pretty wounded uh, guy come through me and, uh, you know, very uh, uh, respected uh, father in the game. And uh, he, he actually came to me because I was a woman and he felt that um, that's what his son needed. And, you know, in some cases uh, it's, it's not going to hurt to uh, um, have a female perspective uh, in the game, you know, in the side locker rooms uh, away from, away from uh, the game, even in the game as well. So, um, you know, I see a lot of great things. There's a lot of great women out there that could bring, a lot to uh, uh, the, the guy side of uh, hockey, and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, so many, so many more women break uh, barriers here uh, in uh, in the hockey world, uh, in particular. That's amazing, Angela, and uh, just some really rich insights for our listeners. And uh, I want to make sure we move from one star topic to another. And, uh, you know, we just talked about uh, the rise of uh, and opportunities for women in hockey, women in sports. And, of course, um, let's talk about all the tremendous uh, uh, vision, leadership, advocacy you do um, for the rise of uh, ethnic diversity in the game. You know, I I think of black athletes, um, I mean, there's been so many stars that have gone through, but they seem to be early on few and far between. I mean, I'm of a vintage where, you know, Grant Fuhrer, Jerome Aginla, Ray Newfeld, Anson Carter, Mike Greer, we can keep, keep going. But there seems to be some, some um, more interest, participation, and opportunity for, um, for ethnicities in the sport of hockey. I'm wondering if you can put your uh, gold medal uh, perspective on that for us. Well, I think that, you know, um, I, I don't think this is a shock, really, because uh, um, a number of years ago, you know, I, when Canada had their, their summit and they realized that, uh, you know, how do we improve our, our game? You know, yes, one was to make it more offensive and, and score more goals and, and things like that, the actual play. But they also recognized that, um, 
numbers are dropping off. And that is a result that, you know, um, people are having less kids. You know, they're not having 10, 11 kids. And, and immigration is was huge. And so that I think that we knew that um, we we had to be more inclusive. We had to be more open in terms of uh, in the communities and um, in training. And, and I think that that more and more um, immigrants as they came into Canada and their children uh, grew up Canadians. Um, started playing the game of hockey, and now this is just a, a, you know a result of um, these people um, playing hockey, and uh, now we have more and more um, in the community and BIPOC communities um, where um, you're you're producing some very good hockey players, and so the one the 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 communities or some of these players that have gone through that a lot of, um, you know, um, racism um, or different issues that have occurred to them um, as they came through, they don't want to see that happen to the ones that now are going to be coming through. And they also want to make sure that the opportunities and that it's, that it's fair um, for for them and that they don't have to experience some of the discrimination that they experience. So it's a tough, it's a tough go all around uh, for, for every group um, because now everybody has to talk about it. And it's really difficult because there are so many different issues out there. And I, I find that different um, groups are, are, are trying to fight for themselves and it's just so much. And, uh, um, but at the at the end at the end of it all, I really think that if um, you're black, white, your 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 sexual orientation, whatever it is, shouldn't matter. If you're a great uh, player, a great organizer, a great administrator, that you should have an opportunity to uh, um, to be in those positions. So um, and then also free of free of uh, uh, discrimination and abuse. Championship words indeed. Uh, Angela, I'm going to turn the last question for this great segment here with you over to my chum, Ashton. Ashton, take it away. Angela, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a uh, hockey superstar just like you? Uh, Ashton, I think that you have to love what you do. And you want to really, really get, um, if you want to really, really get good, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to uh, go to extra classes and get on the ice and um, listen to your coaches. You're going to have to um, go to the outdoor arenas and, and make sure that you have fun and you can go and, and, try different things that you wouldn't get to try in practices and games because time's time's uh, limited. Um, go play, play with your friends, play other sports. Don't just play the one sport and, um, and just do your best. And if, if your best is what you put out there and, uh, and you try, you never know what might happen. Um, 
I don't think anybody, including myself, went into uh, playing hockey and achieving things without um, with the understanding that they were going to be a superstar or great. They went in it because they love to play, and good things happened as a result of it. What an outstanding way to end our uh, best of segment. Uh, some Hall of Fame words. That's and- Angela James, hockey superstar, hockey Hall of Famer. Um, you know, Angela, so many things that you've mentioned have resonated with me. I'm just listening to you and even just your, your, your final um, uh, words for us about loving what you do, putting in the work, having fun. Boy, oh boy, we've talked about that in every episode in Champs and Chums. You have been um, a tremendous um, guest. We are so honored to have you on the show. And for fans who haven't had an opportunity to read uh, uh, this great autobiography on Angela, it's available at at Bernstown uh, Publishing. It's Angela James, the first superstar of women's hockey. And so, Angela, for everything that you have done and you continue to do to uh, support the rise of the game, your talent, determination, the respect you show for for everyone, others, and for the game, and uh, your leadership, um, we're just so grateful for you to come on the show. And I know my chum Ashton has some few words to say to you before we, uh, we sign off. Well, Angela, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an honor having you on, and uh, I've watched lots of videos trying to learn more about you, and uh, I I had a very good success in that, and um, uh, you're a great person on and off the ice, and that's what makes this interview very, very special. So, Angela, thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you, Ashton. And uh, thank you, Anthony and uh, Champs and uh, Chums. Uh, it's been my pleasure. I'm just looking at your pictures right here, right now, <laughs> as I'm talking to you, just so I have a visual. And uh, you guys, uh, you make sure that you have a, a terrific new year. And uh, I look forward to uh, to listening to episode 29. That's great. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 29. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy January. Happy New Year, everybody. It's Anthony and Ashton here. It's episode 29, our first show for the new year. Father-son fun talk here on Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. And our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So that's where everyone, my chum Ashton, introduces you to a sport, a sport activity. And this one here, we actually talked about a little bit earlier on the program. So Ashton, over to you. We're going to be talking about a sport called Minky. Go ahead, son. Minky is a modified form of field hockey designed for primary school children. The name is derived from mini hockey and their origin and originated in Australia more than 20 years ago. It is currently offered under 7 and under 9 variants uh, through, throughout Australia on more or less half-sized fields and with simplified rules 
uh, a similar game is popular in Canada, where it is generally referred to as mini hockey. Oh, there we go. That's how I know it. It's mini hockey, yes. Uh, the Canadian version is usually unstructured and played by children with mini hockey sticks approximately 20 inches in length inside homes and schools. Although some more structured uh, leagues do exist, mini hockey or knee hockey became popular in the United States in the early 2000s. The company Franklin started selling sets, including two sticks, one net, and two mini hockey balls. The sticks measured to 19 inches in length, and the typical goal is 26 inches long and 28 inches high. Travel hockey teams helped spread publicity for the sport by playing well in hotels for travel tournaments. Uh, knee hockey in the U.S. is commonly played on your knees, but also while standing up. There's no official professional um, knee hockey league in the United States, but many people broadcast their games over the internet and consider themselves as amateurs. Hold on a second. Let's go to that last statement there. Are you telling me there's a broadcast station for uh, for mini hockey? Yeah, I think there is, but... Uh, you Actually, over the holidays, you've been introducing me to the Quinn boys. We'll get to that in a sec, but there's some really fun stuff in here, everybody. Mini hockey. I remember a young Ashton here in the city, a great city of Brampton. We would go to the um, Brampton Beast games. Yes. And there would be games, Ashton, where we had these souvenir sticks. Are you telling me we could be using those mini sticks? Yes, we could. Okay, good stuff. And then so, but let's come back to um, why you love uh, minky, or let's call it uh, mini hockey or knee hockey. Why do you like it? Well, I mean, it's a great game, and it, uh, it's kind of like hockey, but if you don't really have ice, that's that's your that's your go-to. And um, uh, I really started really, like, playing it a lot because of a YouTube channel called Quimboys TV. Yeah, I've watched some of that too. So in the household here, everybody, Ashton and I have been having some pretty, uh, some fear, very fierce games. Uh, and and uh, I think I've taken a couple wins off you. Yeah, a couple, but um, I've had most of the wins. I think the standings are like, you have three wins, I have about... 13 wins well, yeah you, you you definitely have won more of them but your, your record is is a bit uh is a bit uh i wouldn't say it's unblemished right uh because of uh, me winning a few and, and you know they talk about knee hockey at a, at a guy my age i'm not sure if i could be playing knee hockey ash and i'm just doing it standing up right mm -hmm. good stuff well uh anything else you want to talk about the great sport of uh, of minky for the fans why should they take part if they haven't taken part before well, it's a very interesting game. I mean, you have to know where to set up the net. You have to first know how it's played, which I highly suggest you go watch Quin the Quinn Boys Quinn Boys TV. Search that up on YouTube, and uh, it'll it'll show you how, like they they play like uh, hockey knee hockey games with their with their dad, and uh, it's up to five uh, in their game, and then. It'll, it'll show you that their nets are placed um, in a certain way that are f far apart, like uh, the right length and um, the sticks you use. So um, they're a really great channel, and um, I, I think you should really, uh, I, I highly suggest the fans to really, really get into knee hockey. It's an amazing sport. 
Well, there you have it, folks, on good authority. This man is certified when it comes to playing Minky. So there you have it, everybody. It's Minky. That's our all-pro go. And you're listening to episode 29 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk, you're listening to episode 29 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's our first show of the year, and it's time for our signature segment. That's right, everybody. It's our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. So Ashton will name his champ and chum of this episode, and I will do the same. So um, Ashton, let's start with your champ for episode 29. Take it away. My champ for episode 29 is Angela James. What a great eight selection there. I'm saying eight, Ashton, because that was obviously one of her uh, a big signature numbers, right? And uh, great stuff. Well, there we are having our best of guest on the program. Uh, why is uh, Angela a champ in your mind? Well, she's a great person on and off the ice, and she sets a very, very good example for kids and, uh, and telling everyone, if you have a passion, then go for it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, uh, that's some great words, right? And, and, and she does do that in a, in a really big way. I mean, just she's such an incredible example of uh, determination, grit, talent, putting in the work. Um, loving what you do, I, that, that definitely was one of the many things that stuck with me in that great chat with our best of guests. So um, that's Ashton's champ of episode 29, Angela James. Okay, it's over to Dad with my champ. And Ashton, I'm going to go tape to tape with you, right? Because my champ for episode 29 is the great eight Angela James, Hall of Fame inductee 2010 she's a certified game breaker for the way she played the game you know i heard her describe some of the great players that she uh, idolized as well too and she mentioned mark messier was one of the top players the way she played that game which with such talent courage strength she was a powerhouse and um it was for the enormous things that she has done in terms of moving the conversation and the, the movement forward for more participation for women in, in, in hockey, and then thinking about what she's done for ethnic di- diversity in the game as well, too. Um, it was an absolute honor to have someone of her uh, distinction and her credentials on the program. And uh, as I mentioned, everybody, it's illustrious and legendary when you think about a champ and what she did um, for her country, for com- her community and the inspiring legacy she continues continues to uh, to sign on and make a signature on. So that's Angela James, my champ for episode 29. Ashton, over to you for your chum of episode 29. My chum of episode 29 is Uncle Mike. Uncle Michael, what a great selection that is. Now, uh, here we are in episode 29. It's our first uh, one of the year. And so... Uh, why are you thinking and, and, and naming and giving a shout out to Uncle Mike as your chum of episode 29? Well, he really, really much loves sports. 
That's right. He loves a lot of sports, right? And uh, he's always been kind of an active eye, even when the, the kids are playing around to, you know, to go and actually try to maybe do a little bit of a shot here or a kick there, right? It all in good fun, right? Uh, what's another What's another thing that you think about among the many things when uh, Uncle Mike uh, and you have had company together? What, what do you also like about him? Well, he he's always when every when everyone comes around him, uh, uh, if you were, you know my uh uncle Mike, uh, then you probably know he's very very funny and he has yeah. humor for everyone. He does. He's got he's got a lot of quips. Uh, love his laugh. Such a great signature laugh. He's always uh infused all of the great family get-togethers that the Sioux family has had with some great humor and you catch on to that too and, and I'm, I'm glad you caught on to it right because it's humor and um being funny uh, it doesn't matter what the generation so good stuff that's ashton's chum of episode 29 that's uncle mike and it's over to uh, dad for my chum and i'm gonna go tape to tape again ashton here on episode 29 because my chum for episode 29 is uncle mike and I tell you, you said something about, um, uh, you know, you like Mike. Get it? Yeah. Well, I love Mike. I love Uncle Mike for so many reasons. Um, you know, growing up, uh, he's was always an institution in any of the family gatherings that we've had. But we actually took it further, Uncle Mike and I, because we had tons of different sports adventures different adventures ashton but the sports adventures that come to mind is going to like a baseball game together we did back at old exhibition stadium and we also went to um well we've gone even currently to like uh horse racing and whether it be greenwood racetrack or or woodbine racetrack um We've gone to hockey game together as well too we actually even too and I mentioned this on a past episode everybody uh, yours truly and Uncle Michael went to an arena football game together. Did you know that, Ashton? No, I did not know. Yeah, that. we did dial it back. We I talked about it on a, on a past episode. So, it's for all those wonderful things that Uncle Mike brings. Right? Uh, you mentioned some of it: humor, good laughs, um, compassion, really care. Uh, and we care about uh, collectively. We care about you, Uncle Mike, and uh, we wish you all of our very best for health and happiness as you take on uh, what will be an amazing new year. We love you. Good stuff. Well, there's one more segment to come on Champs and Chums, the first one of the new year, and you're listening to episode 29 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time to put a bow. It's time to close our first episode of 2022. And boy, did that one went uh, fun and exciting, didn't it? Yes, it went very exciting. And um, I'm so excited for next episode, episode 30. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, let's put a bow on this one first. We'll uh, definitely talk about our milestone 30th episode coming up in February. But as I always do, on every episode, and we're going to start off the new year just right, I'm going to ask you, Ashton, what did you learn today? Well, I learned about Angela James's special memories with her kids, Chris, Christian, Tony, and Michael. 
Yeah, that was a great conversation with our best of guest, Angela James, as she, uh, you know, talked about some of the words of advice and special memories. She actually coaches uh, Tony's uh, midget hockey team, right? Yeah. And um, I do remember one thing she mentioned that really struck, struck with me. She's always told her kids to make sure you take care of those who really can't take care of themselves. That was such really, really strong and powerful, powerful advice from um, just a legend in Angela James. And uh, yeah, I mean, as we mentioned, folks, um, she's got an amazing autobiography. Angela James, the first superstar of women's hockey. You can pick pick that up at, um, at uh, Burnstown Publishing House, right? So you can go to their website and uh, it's an amazing read. Ashton and I, when at the time of recording it with Angela James, only just got it the night before but we're going to definitely crack into it and read after you've had such a thrilling segment with our best of guest um ashton now what else did you learn today well i learned more about knee hockey and how it's played well and then you also learned as well too that it's not called knee hockey it's called minky minky and then i believe it's called mini hockey so good stuff and i mean yeah there's uh, it was it's been such fun it was probably one of the greatest gifts that Santa brought you, right? Uh, great exercise, playing around the house and uh, horsing around, playing the game of Minky. Good stuff. Well, it's been uh, really fun this episode, but we want to thank some people who have been with us every step of the way. Uh, why don't you thank uh, uh, some teammates of Champs and Chumps? Well, we want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. That's right. We want to thank our best of guests, the uh, Hockey Hall of Famer, the hockey superstar, Angela James, for coming up on our first show of the year. And Ashton, uh, where can our fans subscribe and check us out? Well, they can check us out and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. And did you know, everybody, we're on social, including Ashton. As you know, we debuted this year for our, for this month, sorry, for our fans to start the new year. We are now on YouTube. YouTube. That's right. Check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok. At Champs and Chums, our new website too, Ashton, champsandchums.com. Well, this is going to be the biggest signature fist bump to start off a spectacular 2022 Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. And as Ashton, as we always say, cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening.